Welcome, everyone, to the Complete Unnecessary Podcast for uh, Tuesday, June 7, 2022, alongside Ian Ferguson. Yep, that's me. I'm Pat Contry. That's fresh him. fresh off the the Mets-Padre games for last night. They can, you can listen all about my food experience with Frank at patreon.com. So I see you podcast. Uh, on the show today, we'll be talking about uh, lots of good stuff, Ian. The Sega, uh, excuse me, the Mega Drive Mini Two announced, not the Sega Genesis one. We we have a Patreon poll. Uh, we have lots of good stuff. Uh, we have a we have a beefy intro uh, as well we on do. here. We uh, do. We Ian, do. how was your weekend? It was good. I uh, good. Your life is good. Uh, it was Pokemon Go Fest over the weekend. I did not play, but Vani played. Um, it was a two day event. She had a good time. I made a bunch of sandwiches for a group on Saturday. I made uh, garlic bread sandwiches. I, I, I made ho- I roasted garlic, made homemade garlic butter, spread it on the rolls, cooked them off. I mm. did grilled chicken with Montreal seasoning, and I melted provolone cheese I over the whole thing. I can't wait to have mine for lunch today. Yeah, today. I mean, sandwiches don't usually hold for three days, so that's probably why you didn't get one. Um, so you, you, sandwiches don't hold for three days? What, do they disintegrate? No, but I mean, you don't want a three-day-old sandwich. It's weird. Um it's weird, Patrick. Uh, so that was fun. I watched Prince of Darkness, a uh, John Carpenter movie from 87, I think. Uh, it really reconfirmed my love of Donald Pleasance. Uh, Who doesn't love Donald? Uh, you gotta love Donald Pleasance. Uh, Blofeld, uh, Dr. Loomis. One of, one of the Blofelds, One yes. of the Blofelds, yes. There was like 17 of them. Um, there was four. Yeah, he's awesome. And then I played a lot of Jupiter Hell. Uh, it's a game I bought in early access about two years ago and waited for it to get out if you like roguelikes it's a uh it's by the same guy who did doom rl um he also did diablo rl and aliens rl uh but doom rl is really really good and um jupiter hell is just a nicer flashier version of it and i am hardcore addicted to it i put like probably 10 hours into it over the weekend wow um yeah really really good game if you like roguelikes and or doom um can't really Recommend it highly enough. Well, that was my weekend. Yeah, my like weekend was not good, but yesterday was fun watching the uh, the Mets beat the Padres. I've only seen the Mets lose once to the Padres while I've been here, and I've seen like the, them play them almost every year, like ten years. So, I, like they're, the Mets are like nine and one. Like, the Padres, honestly, I think I've only seen them win one or two games out of about. I think I've probably seen about seventeen Padres games since I've been here, and they've only won like two games. Once against the Yankees, the one Yankee Yankee game I saw with Frank, they beat the Yankees. I think it was a walk off. Um, and then there was one other game they they won when I first got here. But the the Padres historically have not been a good franchise overall. No. Historically, like, they've got yeah they went to the World Series once with good old Tony Gwynn who doesn't love Tony, but overall they have not been a great franchise. Well, they've gotten better. I mean, but they've been spending money the past years, but like. Yeah, I just looked at their record. They're actually not that far out from the Dodgers in terms of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just mean historically, year to year. Oh, yeah. They're not making the playoffs. No, you know, m- most most of the years they're not. They're not. Yeah, thirty three twenty two is the win loss record right now for the Padres, oh, that's good. and Dodgers is thirty five nineteen. Um, okay, so they're I mean right they're there. behind a few games, but they're still second in the NL West. Okay, 
Like get get the get that good old, old the wild card now. There's more teams. There's like was it four? And, wild and card the teams, next whatever. behind them is the Giants, and the Giants are twenty nine twenty four. So Padres are at least pretty solidly second. Yeah. Then again, the, the season's forever, so things right. can change. It's one of the reasons why I don't like following the Mets because the Mets are like, oh, the Mets are in first place every year. The Mets are in first yeah, place. We got a whole May. summer of baseball. All right, Mets are in first place like a month into the season, then they fall apart. And then it's like, why don't why am I getting my? Home? I say I said to Frank Frank, I don't want to talk baseball until it's at least after the All Star break, sometime late July. Then I'll start f- making sure, like, okay, now I'll track this. Yeah. There's just too many. It's too long this season. It's just too many things can happen. A guy, a guy breaks his wrist or pitcher, you know. Love oh, baseball, yeah. but I think I, the one thing that we've discussed today that holds true for all of baseball is it's too long. It's too it's damn long. It's just too long. <laughs> Both individual games and season. The rent is too damn high. Too damn high. The, the games are too damn uh, long. Actually, uh, I don't mind it going on for so long just because I always like no, baseball's a constant, but the games definitely need to um, Ian, is there an article here about the update about the Ultima thing? Do I see that? We can bring it up real quick. Oh, uh, I did not drop it, but update. Kyle Orland did an update on the Ultima, or did a you know a very long article, about 4,400 words on the <laughs> um, Ultima forgeries that we discussed last week. Uh, there's uh, Interviews in there. There's even stuff from Riccardi himself. Is that an Ars Technica? I believe it's Ars Technica. Uh, there's even quotes from Riccardi himself that are kind of the the, the alleged counterfeit. Yeah, insane. Uh, talking about the differences in pictures are because the lighting is different in Ho- the in, in the Holy images. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, Holy and then one person shit. pointed out it, uh, something he sold was a forgery because the original would have a red stripe on top of the plastic bag, uh-huh. and he said instead of just admitting it was a forgery, he was like, "Well, I changed the bag. I don't think that's a crime." I, 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 that that's like. And then someone asked him about why there was a cracked copy of the game on the disc if it was supposed to be a legitimate copy oh, of the game. Really? So there's, there's and he thing. said, "Well, sometimes people lose data and they just put a cracked." copy on the disc and the guy and then kyle Arnold was like but that's inauthentic that 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 that's not that's oh that's not the worst thing because people aren't collecting for that you can get the original software on that but right. like the fact that you're blaming lighting on like drastically different colors of awful yeah yeah like that one with the dragon that was like the red yeah, and the, the reds were gone they were just black the reds were absolutely was, gone we're gross. talking totally different color tones yeah, and thing. Okay, so check out that article. I can't even find you to hear. You know, I was gonna. I wanted to go through real quick, but that's fine. So he, so the the the, the, the alleged counterfeiter basically said we said, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you're not gonna admit it. Yeah, but is there, in the article, is there anyone talking about getting legal recourse against them, or is it like I don't think I saw anything about that. Right. But go read the article. It's good. It's long. It came out this morning. Otherwise, we'd be more. Why on top can't of I it. find it on the site? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. We have a long intro. People will go read the article. And you're the guy that you're the intro commander, according to the people. That's so right. You keep so it, we're you moving on. Going. You want to talk about Morbius returning to theaters due to memes? Okay. I think we do want to talk about this. I think this. we do. Um, uh, well, this Dan, was an emotional roller coaster for me, by the way. Dan, w- Morbius? Well, because remember how like Venom came out and then everyone was like ironically loving Venom? And then we got a sequel to Venom, and we were like, stop doing this with movies. Well, I thought people were going to do this with Morbius. Oh, no, no, no. I said, damn you for seeing Venom, because all you edgy 90s uh, you know, comic fans think it's an interesting character when it largely isn't. Well, no, they uh, went to see it because the movie was funny and weird. Oh, yeah. And you have a weird performance and whatever. It's like- but, but, but companies need to stop basing. That does not always mean that you need a sequel. Sometimes it means that you hit it once and that's it. You got to stop. Oh, I heard the sequel was better than the original. Maybe it was. Um, Morbius, though. All I thought was going to happen was I thought all this talk was going to lead to a sequel. And I was like, I hate people 
for doing this. But it led to Sony putting the movie back into theaters, and it tanked for a second time. So, yeah, so a lot of memes started happening the last couple of weeks. It's Morbin time was the big and one. And I'm like, what? I'm like, people, they want to get, they're basically making fun of how bad the movie is, I guess. Yes. And saying, oh, it's Morbin time. And and so then I guess I'm picturing a Sony boardroom meeting. The kids love it. Or a Zoom call, at least, where, oh, we're getting traction. Uh, what are you thinking? Is it going to be the next fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is that what you think this is going to be? No. The internet the internet largely doesn't matter for this shit. Twitter doesn't fucking matter for when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like, if, if, if 50,000 people on Twitter start doing memes, that's not going to result in any money for your product. It, it doesn't mean anything. Memes it, are free. That doesn't mean people are going to get um, in a car, go to the theater, and pay money to watch your fucking dumb and movie. And meme together in a group. A lot of people right. do memes uh, solitary on computers. It's just fun. I'm on my phone. I'm going to meme. Yeah, it works online. Uh, you can, you're not going to get a bunch of people shouting out meme lines in a, in, a, in a movie theater. So the fact that they wasted money to put this back into theaters to make nothing. What did they make? What was it? Less than a hundred grand the whole weekend. What was it? It was, it was very, very low. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, um, let me see. And box office. It's a classic right. case of uh, a company. <laughs> well, Sony uh, thinking that people were laughing with them, not at them. Yes. And people were absolutely laughing at them. Absolutely. Uh, why can't I find the the, uh, the, the daily here? For, uh, uh, you're having a tough time finding it. I can't find shit today. This I'm trying to just be like, oh, search for Morbius. I thought it was like 85,000 I saw over the weekend. Okay. I thought it was like in the 70s, but yes, it was low. Um, let me see if I got the update on here. I know like one what? screen did like a massive $257 over the weekend or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Ever since IMDb bought Box Office Mojo, I can't use the site anymore. Mm. I don't know when that happened, uh, but like I can't bring up anything anymore. I can't bring up like every day what it did. It's like not showing up for me, and I'm really fucking annoyed that I'm so unprepared during this. Intro. Eighty-five thousand. It was eighty-five thousand. Seventy. Oh no. Uh, movie earned another eighty-five thousand on Friday with a seventy-three point six million domestic cumulative. Overall, it's yeah. 270 per theater average is the lowest in the top 20. So it made through its life 76 million. That's 73.6 million yep. worldwide. Yep. Probably not. No, no, that's domestic. Domestic. Let's say if that was worldwide, that you, that's no sequel at all. And maybe with worldwide, it would barely. But Top Gun uh, Maverick is still doing great. I still got to see it. Um, I got I want to see it in the theater. I got I got to get, get on that a little bit. Um. And then Jurassic World Dominion is out, and I, I I can't I can't put myself through seeing the two Jurassic Worlds before this one. I want to see this one just to it's the last one with this cast and to tie it up. I just can't put myself through it. <laughs> I, I watched, can't I can't do homework anymore for movies. I can't. I watched Jurassic uh, Park uh, with Vani again last week because it's a great movie and you can throw down anytime and watch it. And you, I just you can throw down. You can you can fight. I don't need it. I don't need anything more than that. I I saw. I've seen. At various times, the sequels, I saw Lost World, sucked because I loved the books. I liked the book as a kid, and the movie is just... Totally different. Well, I mean, with the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex tearing through L.A. at the end, or San Diego. Coronado Island, Coronado, baby. yeah. That's what it's tearing um, through. <laughs> awful movie. The third one, uh, I liked the uh, aviary scene. Uh, that was kind of cool. And then Jurassic World was, in a lot of ways, like The Force Awakens, in that it hit 
Just all the notes. It hit all the beats. Oh, we, we open the park and something bad goes wrong. And yeah. I said, like, wasn't that the lesson of the first one? Not not as bad as, as The Force Awakens, but very similar. And both were released around the same time. Clearly, nostalgia grabs. It's like, we just got to hit these beats that people know because that's what they're going to like. And I, it was fine, but I didn't need to see the second one. And I'm not going to watch the second one to see the third one. Even though I like the cast, like they brought yes. back Laura Dern, love Laura Dern, and they brought back Sam Neill, and I and think Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum yes. is back too. It's the original three yeah. back together. Right. So it's like, that's interesting to me. That's interesting. Because yeah. he was in the third one and the first one, and then Goldblum was, I think, cameoed in the last one, and he was in the second one. So that's I would it. like to see it for that reason, but I can I can tell you I'm never going to make uh, the time to do it. You're going to make the time to uh, talk about Sonic Frontiers? Sure. Uh, they started doing... So they started IGN has like exclusive uh, access to like these gameplay demos that they've been doing. But the problem is, is no one who works at Sega seems to really know how to play the game. Basically, what people have said after looking at it is, A, the game looks half-baked, which it does. It, it, it looks off, like of a gameplay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and try, it just looks like an old, an older build. Like a, it looks like an old build. Not saying that the game looks awful, but it looks like it's early. It's early for a game that it's is like supposed an alpha to be, version? For a game that's supposed to be coming out this year. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, they did a, there was actually a Sonic event this morning where they came out and said that, yes, the demos that have been running on IGN have been using an older build of the game. I think the problem is, though, and what a lot of people who have been watching it said is there is really something to be said about a well-cut, well-edited trailer. Okay. Because that excites people, whereas if you watch a bunch of devs stumbling around a game during its building block phase... It, you're it's not that's not what people want to see so that's sega's marketing fault for like allowing this to happen really. yes basically people are like uh, why is sega doing uh, this they either need to put it in the hands uh, of someone who knows how to play it or they simply need to wait put it back in the oven um or just release a trailer an actual trailer. Uh, well this is some of the comments i'm looking at the Eurogamer article it was a hashtag delay sonic frontiers has been training following the game's first gameplay reveal um, yeah, people don't want it rushed out. Two videos exclusively released uh, IGN showcasing the game's open world design and its combat. The first video shows off traversal in the open world. Okay, I didn't watch that. I watched more of the combat one. With Sonic speeding across a, a verdant island. That's a good, good word, verdant. Climbing monoliths and solving puzzles. Do you see that? Do you like that? Do you like the idea of the open world stuff? Yeah, I don't Sonic? think. I, don't, I mean, I don't think there's anything. I don't generally like open world games, but I didn't see anything I, in that that looked particularly bad. I just think it's it's somewhat counterintuitive to what you're used to in like the, the original Sonic games where it's like rails and you're going through a specific environment versus sure. Like, but overall um, after playing something like Bowser's fury, I do think that open world can work in a platforming framework. I think okay. you can, but like they, they, you think they can make it work with like different areas where like you'll like, yeah, I think, I mean, just, and, just like Bowser's fury ended up being a bunch of little parks, essentially okay. part, you know, all over the place that you, you went okay. to. I, I think they'll do the same thing with uh, keep, Sonic Frontiers. will be enough to keep it interesting. And I think that'll be fine. Because um, it's I not did, like Legend of Zelda. It's open old world. That's core to its design of the game. Right. being open. Um, and I think it'll work for Sonic because Sonic's big thing is running fast. So traveling the open world should be fun. Um, as long as there's stuff to do. Yeah. The uh, combat I did not watch, but I heard combat? it looked... I heard combat. it looked... Um, sluggish and drawn out one comment said you can't convince me this isn't a glorified tech demo it, it's so soulless 
My biggest gripe with this showcase is easily animations. I did see that comment come out a bunch on Twitter. Like the animations sure. do not look right. It does not. Uh, Sonic just looks way too stiff and unnatural. It's especially evident when he runs around the enemies. He just stares forward soullessly as if nothing is happening. Maybe Sonic appear smoother and interactive with his surroundings would definitely give this game more charm. And then uh, this comment on Twitter. This this looks like ass, <laughs> stiff and clunky as fuck. This is boom levels of incomplete. This is embarrassing. How is Sonic Team this incompetent? Okay. Um, open world games are tough to pull off, obviously. You got to make them interesting. You got to make them feel, I guess, like lived in a little bit. Um, Breath of the Wild was in development for like five years. You know, like, we're, so four years, five. So you need a lot of time, I think, to get these open world games done properly. I'm not saying they're not putting the time and effort in this, but like, this is. I think they uh, want it out too quickly. That's that's all it is. You got to, like, open world is something different. There's a reason why, like, you know, Red Dead games and, you know, uh, not saying science ever going to be as complex as Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto, but you need. Five a, years for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You need that amount of time to make these games interesting. And to know what the hell you're doing. And I don't know if Sega's putting in the money and effort for on that scale for an open world game. I just don't know. If they had that, they don't have those resources probably to do that uh, on that scale. Um, so all right. Well, hopefully it comes out and people like it, Ian. You know, we'll I don't see. I don't have I don't have a pony in that race, uh, for sure. Let's about Diablo Immortal a little bit, our our favorite uh, app game. Yeah, our favorite app game. Um so players are upset as I Feel like they, I mean, I don't think there was any good way to do this game. Um, but uh, apparently the microtransactions are pretty bad uh, to the point where um, the articles are saying Diablo Immortal players could spend over a hundred thousand dollars to max out a single character if you want to just rush it and just you get, just want to rush it. it. Gotcha. Um, I mean, and that that's that's absolutely insane. Um, I haven't played it yet. I well, I have no intentions of playing it. Uh, but a hundred thousand seems like a lot. I mean, even if you just take a character from Go and, and I mean, in any other game, I don't think a hundred thousand dollars is normal. I don't have a comparison to know how much it costs. Good old uh, Ray Shadow Legends, which I'm a fan of. You have groups. You don't have one player. You have like groups. But like, I'm trying to think how much to totally max out that character would it cost? Um, I don't know. It wouldn't be cheap, but it wouldn't be a hundred thousand. I just don't know what it would be. A thousand dollars, several hundred, because you have to max out the accessories and the artifacts, which are like six star artifacts. You have to upgrade your character to six stars. That's that's a lot of money and time and effort. So like it's grueling to do it. Grueling to do it without money, but you can do it. Um, which I guess is a point of those games, like they don't want people to do it, but that's that's yeah, hundred thousand dollars seems uh, very egregious. Yeah. I just don't know what it should be. I don't know what, what well, it should be. Right, and that's uh, the thing. So I'm not I, absolutely no defense here for them, but I'm wondering if this is... It would not surprise me if this was the case in other free-to-play games. Yeah, I don't know. But because this is such a big-name game yeah. that people are really noticing it. But yes, $110,000 seems Wait, appalling. What, what you could be, have told me 10000 and I would have found it appalling. Uh, uh, but what's reasonable? I have no idea. Like, what would be reasonable? You say uh, 1500 2500 1000 Like, what's reasonable? Again, this is why I, I avoid no pretty much all free-to-play games. I just... Um, what's the point? And the, and, the, and the problem is that there's one currency in the game that you cannot earn. See, that's the problem. Um, yeah, that, that, non-earnable currency is like my, the number one thing that'll turn me off. So that's the that's the problem. Again, yeah. my only experience is Raid Shadow Legends. There's nothing in the game, as far as I know, that you cannot acquire through either luck or grinding. 
sure or, or time like there you can get you can acquire everything it might be a, a huge pain in the ass and there's tons of luck involved but you can get the stuff there's nothing like I, I have sure. not now odds yeah. may very well of course li- limit yeah. it to being basically only available by purchase but there is at least some avenue to getting it so if, like for example in, in raid there's like I said there's three different types of uh, four gems sure. to, to get your characters uh, the, the the toughest gem to get if you don't buy it I still get one like once or twice a year I got you. for like sure. to get the the hardest to find you have a better chance of getting the hardest to find characters so you can still you still earn them it's just like you're not going to get them easy peasy, obviously, Ian. Like, you got to pay out whatever yeah. it costs in-game in to, uh, to get it. But you can get them. I haven't spent money on that game uh, since it first launched. I, I got a little bit of money because it was originally a sponsor. I did get a little bit of money. But ever since that point, I haven't spent any money at all. Right. And I built up a pretty good uh, team with a good old uh, – what's her name? Uh, the, the, my orc lady that, that I got off my first uh, – what's the orc lady called? I forget. People out there will be yelling at me. I don't know her name, but she's a she's a great uh, support champion. Anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah, hundred thousand is pretty bad. But you know, uh, my voice is uh, just you know, don't play the game. That's what it comes down to. Just like yeah, you, you vote with your wallet and be like, all right, this is it. We're not we're not down for this. You know where else you can vote with your wallet? UltimateNintendo.com. Yes, and you can vote yes or no to say yes to enamel pins. You got the see a podcast pin, the Pixel Pat pin, RBI baseball stickers, buy the boatload. Super, Super Nintendo and NES guidebooks, not for resale Blu-ray. We do game years, everything there. I'll be on uh, Twitch tomorrow earlier because it's game three of the NBA playoffs, the finals. I'll be on uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, uh, twitch.tv slash Contra Code. And then I'll be at too many games, too many games, June 24th and 26th in Oaks, PA. And I'll be at the Southeast Game Exchange already about a month from now in, uh, in, in uh, South Carolina. So that's already coming up. So flights, flights, uh, flights are happening, Ian. Flights are happening. Um, you want to talk about this, uh, this little article? Take two boss warns. It may not end well for companies betting on blockchain based metaverses. What a shock. Yeah. Um, this is from video game chronicle.com, which we talk about more of these articles uh, more uh, lately. Uh, Strauss, Strauss Zelnick says he doesn't believe the word metaverse means guaranteed success. Um, I guess anyone with common sense is, is it important that, that out the past year that like the metaverse isn't going to be a thing. We're not going to all this. This isn't going to be a dystopian future like like uh, Ready Player One, where we just go home and strap on our VR headsets and wish our lives were better. Like I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. I don't. No, I, I, I don't uh, think so either. V, if VR if VR hasn't been like adopted in most homes by now, it, you're not going to make it happen. It's not going to be a thing. It's not. I just don't see it happening. Or or even just metaverse games without VR where you have avatars. It's like it's not a, it's not happening. Try don't what's what's the what's the phrase for mean girls? Don't try to make that word. Don't thing. try to make fetch happen. Don't try to make fetch happen. Did fetch ever happen, Ian? They try to no. make it happen. No. Um Karen just kept trying to make fetch happen. I still haven't seen Mean Girls. I, I wanted it's to a watch fantastic it. Fantastic movie. Um companies such as Sony, Epic, Lego, Meta. Meta, uh, it's a Facebook, Krafton, Bandai Namco, and Microsoft are all planning their own takes on the concept, and they're all going to likely fail. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go out on a small limb and say that. Um, Strauss said he was skeptical skeptical of anyone investing behind buzzwords. 
fucking Zuckerberg rebranded the entire his entire company into Meta and and had that awful campaign based upon this and going back yeah. to overpaying for the fucking Oculus and, and investing in VR stuff. It ain't panning out. It's not. It's not. No one cares. Nope. No one cares. No one gives a shit. You tried. It didn't work. Um, but that's not stopping people from continuing to do it. There's a new Nino Cooney game. Um, that just came out. Nino Kuni is an RPG series that started on the PlayStation 3. The big deal with Nino Kuni is that the, um, the art is done by Studio Ghibli. Uh, so it's like gorgeous art. The people. That, that was the one I liked that was uh, on PS3. Remember I talked about that like 10 years ago? Yeah. Was that a PS3 launch title? It was not a launch title. At it was all. on PS3 though? Yes. Yes, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, it's, yeah, I remember it, that. It, it's it, it, it looks like familiar. It looks like their movies, you know, yeah. so spirited away, you know, um, that sort of stuff. Um, but the new game, which I've seen heavy advertisement for on Twitter, okay, um, is a, a gotcha game, uh, and it's built on cryptocurrency bullshit. So this is confusing. I'm gotcha, going to read gotcha, the gotcha pond. Like, gotcha. Yeah. It, gotcha means random, gambling, gambling yeah, games, gotcha. essentially. Um, Go, your gotcha. game is technically a gotcha yes. game too. You, you gotcha, but not gotcha. G A C H A. G A C H A. I gotcha. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is uh, article by Luke Plunkett on Kotaku tries to explain, um, Netmarble has their own cryptocurrency. Netmarble is the developer of this new game. Okay. They have their own cryptocurrency wallet called Marble X. And as the website points out, there's a link. Players are able to take in-game items, trade them for Netmarble's Asterite or Territe tokens, which are currencies you can trade on Marble X, and then trade those for other cryptocurrencies. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. You can just, it's not just one like in-game digital currency. You can trade them for multiple ones inside. Well, you can trade it for other cryptocurrencies, like a real crypto, real so cryptocurrencies. So they're putting a, a, a dollar back behind it, basically, in essence, into this. But when you say that, yeah, it's because you, you can cash out of real cryptocurrencies. To ca- uh, yeah, it looks like if you if you do enough things, you can cash out with real cryptocurrencies. You have to do like four trades just to be able to get your shit back into you know uh, money. Um, and the uh, game is planning to bring NFTs in later this year. So really getting everything going in that. I, I honestly, I. I mentioned it before, and I I do mean this. I really wonder what the current NFT market is like in Japan, because it's these companies that are still holding on to it. I don't know if they're just trying to, once again, make something happen, or if NFTs hit Japan later, and that's why we're getting this rush of Japanese games with NFT shit in them, well after the point where it looks like interest is already spiraling downwards in the u.s and yeah elsewhere. well gotcha has always been a thing in what games for a long time now oh sure uh, but, but it's the cryptocurrency it's stuff. the crypto the element and then and gotcha's whatever yeah that's where people are like okay now you're trying to make your in-game um, economy and then it's now play to earn some weird aspect potentially and when you look at a game like this which looks gorgeous and looks like this looks like it'd probably be a great game like now you're just perver- like it's it's toxic it's gonna become toxic it's gonna become toxic. Yeah. Um, and a gameplay-based blockchain system giving players who enjoy uh, Nino Kuni Crossroads the opportunity to play to earn tokens for gameplay. Two different types of tokens. Our team will do our best to preserve the token values. How the fuck do you do that? It's not up to you. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a it's an in-game market economy. It's just bullshit you say to, you can't to, do to make people feel better. You can't guarantee there's it. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. It's capitalism. You can't guarantee the price of something. You can't. 
They've been trying to do that with the, these fucking pegged uh, fucking uh, cryptos. Stable coin. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're, they're not. Yeah, there's no there's no such thing as a stable coin. You can't guarantee some something's value to maintain any of anything. Yeah. You can't. I can't believe people would even believe that shit in the first place. How do you make a, a, a coin stable? You cannot. By throwing money into it, like right. propping it up behind the scenes? Like that, uh, I guess? I guess, yeah. But that's not... Okay, I, I'm getting angry, Ian. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, well, you want to get angry? We can talk about Jake Paul. That always calms people down. Okay, so this on, on the on the awesome website and Twitter, Web3 is going great. Um, this was brought to our attention I had no idea. We we would have killed this when it happened. We had no idea. There's an NFT ripoff project, a ripoff of Pokemon called Animoon, uh, which I had no idea. So these NFTs, they literally just took uh, the artwork of Pokemon and changed colors around. Autumn. Yeah, and a couple uh, other things like this Bulbasaur looks slightly different. It, it's like it looks like it's got an artichoke on its back instead, and they added two bows. But it's a Bulbasaur. Other than that, so they they tried to scam people, and they scam they scam people. Because there was a rug pool for six point three million. A rug pool, if you don't know that term, get used to it. You're hearing every day. So it's like I'm an NFT creator. You know, I'm going to create. I don't know, randomly a, a collection of Danny Sullivan NFTs, right? Yep. I'm going to say, all right, Ian, you get my Danny Sullivan NFTs. I'm going to start making T-shirts off of it. There's going to be a Danny Sullivan. There's going to be a meet and greet for holders. There's, we're going to Danny's going to show up and say hi to everyone at, at a breakfast brunch. Yeah, this is all going to happen. If you get these certain NFTs, you get in, get in early. Get in now. You get them now. And so I get, we'll just say I make $2 million off these Daniel Sullivan NFTs. And then I just fucking ghost you and do absolutely, and just take the money and run and do nothing that I'm promised. That's basically what a rug pull is in this case. You take the money and run because uh, because people are fucking rubes and marks that buy NFTs, and it's easy money. You want to uh, hear some of the crazy shit, though, that this promised? What did this one promise This, this is great. First of all, they claim to have a signed NDA with Pokemon. Whatever that means. That's a, just a, a non-disclosure that, which is bullshit. I, I would have loved to have uh, asked them, what, what, what does a non-disclosure agreement mean? Yeah, what, a, what do you think what? NDA means? What do you yeah. think that means? Uh, but here's what the roadmap included. A play-to-earn game, certainly. <laughs> collaborations with a Swiss shoe and apparel store that would send them actual gear, real, real life, life trips. trips. Uh, but they also promised 15 legendary cards, which would automatically generate their owners 2,500 each month for life. Like a fucking lottery ticket? Like, how is that going to work? The out? project was promoted by Jake Paul, of course, uh, an influencer whose crypto promotions didn't have a great rate. So uh, you can read the rest on Web3 is going great. Again, uh, one of our favorite websites and Twitters. Uh, someone did the math. They would have needed something like $75 million alone just to guarantee, so that just to like, guarantee that payout if everyone was 25 and like lived to be 80 or something like, like, like a that. pension, basically. You yeah. need a certain amount of money to make it work. Yeah. Um, and I saw the I saw the Jake Paul promotion, he, and it was funny because like he, he couldn't re- memorize the lines. They literally gave him a little card. He was like looking back to the card to say, "Hey, I hope I get one of those legendaries." It's like, and so they probably pay him money to help promote this to rob people of money. Yes. And obviously, you're a Ruben a Mark if you get into this. But it's still this is why uh, things like the FTC exist. 
uh, and I thought I saw something about the FTC investigating this stuff. Because there was an article, uh, looks like um, CryptoSlate.com. Jake, uh, Jake Paul's been involved in other uh, crypto and shit uh, pump and dumps, it sounds like. Uh, this one article uh, at CryptoSlate says he, he got over $2 million by promoting pump and dump crypto schemes. This is from March of this year. So at some point, the Federal Trade Commission is going to go after you. And I think from what I hear, like, this is going to be a thing. Because you can't have influencers just saying, hey, let's get in on this stuff. And then they're just, they're just scams. Right. You know, you can't, you can't do that uh, legally. Um, so all it takes is uh, something to happen like this. It, it seems like uh, this happened before on this article. Uh, Kim Kardashian promoted Ethereum Max to over 200 million followers on Instagram and what the UK regulars described as the biggest crypto promotion ever. She failed to inform them that it was a paid promotion. Uh, Steven Seagal was forced to pay <laughs> a fine of over 300000 to the SEC for failing to disclose he was being paid to shill an, an initial coin offering or an ICO. So this is where we're at now. It's not just, hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm being paid to promote a lipstick or a dress. It's like, okay, that's like, you're not going to lose your fucking house. If someone goes and buys like an article of clothing that you fail to disclose or a lipstick or a video game. But this is this is real money being lost from people. This is ridiculous. So, you know, hopefully they they, they come down on these people. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, so going back to Animal, the project team began to grow, began to grow more distant after launch, posting less frequently. Promise apparel shipments never arrived. The team changed the legendary rewards from 2500 a month to a percentage of income from the game. Well, that would make more sense. That would be at least pegged to something right? in theory. Uh, but they already got people's money because it was, it was basically trying to buy a lottery ticket. I'm going to get that legendary one, Ian, and then I'm going to be rich forever. Yeah. You know, ridiculous. And, and we're going to hear more about this, I think, the next year even, and then... I think there's going to be laws. I think I think like the laws will start being passed about this shit more and more. The regulation's going to come in. Oh yeah, within within the year, it's going to get locked down pretty tight. I think. Sure. Um, this is just a small one that I wanted to bring up uh, because uh, the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is getting a uh, free voiceover and items update. Uh, I guess as of yesterday, uh, update that update went live. Uh, this is actually cool. I we I did receive a copy of that game to review uh, a few months back, and I I, uh, I talked about it. Um, and my opinion on it was actually, from a gameplay perspective, pretty positive. Uh, they had put a lot of work into the gameplay. I could tell it was a fun take on Smash Brothers. Um, I enjoyed it. It felt less floaty, I think, than Smash Brothers does. Um, no double jump. So it was just, it's not that, it's its just how everything feels, feels in Smash Brothers. Everything feels light. Um, but oh. it, it, it was a good playing, it, it felt good, it played well. The biggest problem I had with it, though, was that you're playing all these iconic characters, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob, Ren and Stimpy, and there's no voices. The entire game is dead silent. And I, I talked about this during the review, and it just, it completely... Takes the life out of it, right? Takes the life out of it. it you know, th- sure. You know, we've played tons of games in the past with no, uh, you know, no, um, you know, without like actual voice acting. But there wasn't even like grunts or anything in it. It's just like a very silent game when it comes to the characters. And it's even more so. It's even harder to accept that when 
you can in your head you can hear the things that these characters should be saying like sure spongebob should be laughing and doing all sorts of yeah, crazy shit as he runs around so i, I <laughs> you know I, I hated to be so hard on the game because it did play well but that really more so than if it had happened in any other type of game really took it down a couple of notches for me and they they fixed it they added it and i think that's great so this is what this is the, uh, this article this is who they got in the game is it everyone or, or, it's everyone. It's not all original voice actors, but but, I, but they got voice actors for everyone. I SpongeBob, um, Tom Kenny is that the original guy? Yep. Ren and Stimpy's Billy West. That's well, he's the original Stimpy. Then he started doing uh, Ren. Yep. Um, Garfield, Frank Welker doing Garfield. Uh, well, uh, the original voice uh, he he died a long time ago. Yeah, um, Garfield's in this game. I didn't yes. know that he was the first DLC character. Okay, he's nothing to do with Nick Lodi. No, okay. I know. I'm not, that's I'm just what I'm saying. I, it's weird. He was the first DLC character. He's. I'm not keeping up with this community, I, in. Pat. I'm not saying it because you didn't keep up you with it. I'm weird. saying it because Garfield is a strange choice. Oh, okay. Jesus, I, I thought you meant weird. I don't know it that. Wrong. Okay. No, Patrick Starr, <clears throat> uh, Bill, uh, uh, Fager Baki, uh, and Cora. Yeah, I have no Martin. idea. So I think I think Tom Kenny. I'm gonna jump. I think yeah, these are some of the originals. So no, Tom Kenny is definitely the original. So that's for SpongeBob. Good. Um, so I, so my question is, it's gonna be a free update. Uh, what is what does this cost on on Steam? Let me see. What does this cost? The game I bucks. think is fifty. Um, so I guess any reasonable person would say, why wasn't this ready to go originally? Money. Money, Nickelodeon. I mean, and that's what um, people have always said because that was the case with their cart racer too. Nickelodeon has the money to throw out these games, but they don't. Their games are just churn. They just churn shit out because people, parents, will buy games for their kids that say Nickelodeon on them. During development of this game, um, some gaming sites really kind of like talked to some of the people who are making it, and they really wanted to make a good game, mm-hmm. but I, the money wasn't there from Nickelodeon, so it released and. It wasn't just me. It was like every major review of the game was like, it's pretty good, but it really needs voice acting. So did they see the sales and realize we can we should invest more in this? this I guess. A, this could be a thing that we can run with. Well, because if yeah. they keep making good games, so they make a third of the kart racers and they put voice... Like, a lot of the complaints have been the games just seem bare bones to the point where they don't have, like, voice acting is, and stuff like they that. They just didn't do the proper investment. They were right. just like, oh, we'll make what we make, whatever. Now they realize... Now, they've, oh, now that they've made a good game that people like... They realize we can do this a lot. We can do this up. We, we got to pay for because it. it's not on Switch yet. So if they have no, this, it is on Switch. Oh, it's been it's on, on Switch? Switch. The the review code I got was on Switch. The update was launched on Switch yesterday. Oh, okay. And the game's been out on all platforms for months. Why well, I think it wasn't coming out on Switch yet? I don't know. Like I said, that's the version I reviewed. Oh, you can you can get an early copy. You can, you know, oh, well, yeah. I mean, it was out. I think I reviewed it a week after it came out. Oh, okay. All right. So that I'm, I'm happy for people in the community on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing Garfield, what his attack patterns are. Is, is there an Odie uh, thing no. or normal? Oh, I did want to point out, I think the other reason why they're throwing voice acting into this now, I forgot, big reason. Um, there's that WB multiverse game coming out that has voice acting and looks oh, like the production okay. values are a lot higher. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's got some interesting characters in it, too. It's got like Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, Tom and Jerry. So it's, you know, it's the Nickelodeon. I don't think Nickelodeon wanted to be outdone by their own uh, with their own idea. Sure. Uh, that's was it multiverses. Yeah. That's the WB one. So that's the competing one to this. That's, that's the com- Yeah, right. Well, I'm looking at but but this 
this is a this is a much better universe because it's like it makes more sense. It makes this more WB sense. one. There's some this. choices that I like, but it's very, very it's, silly. The tone is very, no, very you weird. You can't have Tom and Jerry fighting a Game of Thrones character. I mean, you that, can. I, you can, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. No, but it's kind of funny. It's not a kid's... It doesn't make sense. Like, like Adventure Time... Because it's Arya Stark, isn't it? Yeah, it's Arya it's Stark. It's someone that's killing everyone, like, slitting their throats. Um, Adventure Time, DC Universe, Game of Thrones, Iron Giant, Giant Looney Tunes... Scooby Doo, Steven Universe, which I know nothing about, uh, and then Tom and Jerry, and then there's an original character. It doesn't come together, I think, as well as, in my opinion. No, the Nickelodeon um, universe makes a lot more sense. So that's, that's going to sell a hell of a lot better than this. I think that's going to be the winner out of this war because it has SpongeBob in it, and it has Garfield. You know, I know you love, I love, I know you love Tom and Jerry. We'll yeah, see, but but you know, Tom yeah, and Tom Jerry, and, Tom and Jerry, are near and dear, long in the tooth, Tom and Jerry. Though. <laughs> you know, I mean, that movie that. Did you like that movie? Uh, I, don't I, I haven't watched any of the Tom and Jerry movies. Oh, Just because I like Tom and Jerry doesn't mean I'm going to consume, consume, consume. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Oh. <laughs> oh. A lot of people out there. Are... I had to take the shot. Oh. <laughs> I had to take the shot. Oh. Oh. Uh, Kenobi looks good. It does. Oh, I've heard it's it good. good. GameStop employees walked out of a location in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, this was tweeted out, and then it was confirmed in a Kotaku article, Ian. Um, in a great way, we saw this tweeted at us, and I was like, is this confirmed? Um, so so literally, the employees uh, printed out on their nice little inkjet printer uh, a little notice to potential patrons. I'll read it. It's uh, great. Uh, okay. We regret to inform you that we all quit. Our district manager has no respect for us as employees or as human beings. Beings. We have been told by our district manager that we were supposed to have had this store achieving sales quotas and running perfectly six months ago, which was three months before a lot of us even got hired. Unfortunately, despite the staff's best efforts, we are not God. For all your gaming needs, please visit. And then they list three local places. Uh, Entertain Mart. Uh, which is in the same mall as them, uh, gamers and game room. Spend your money at an establishment that respects its employees. Uh, grammar error. It should be just ITS. Yes. Sincerely, former GameStop team. That's it or me. Um, I mean, first of all, good for you. It's a walkout. It's not, it's not even a strike. We're just walking yeah. out. Good for you. Wow. Um, so one happy for him. Um, Retail is a miserable job. Corporate retail must be, uh, I mean, that's a fate worse than death. Don't maybe bring up Suncoast. And, you know, GameStop is really bad. It's always been one that people focus on because they make their employees just ask you so many fucking questions. Um, you know, do you want this? Do you want the warranty? Do you want to sign up for the card? Uh, and do you, do you want the, 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 you know, replacement guarantee or whatever? And, um, yeah, it's got to be tough. And so from what this article on Kotaku by Ethan Getch says uh, that apparently has been uh, hidden, hasn't made like mainstream news, is that this is the fourth walkout since August 2021 between two locations in Lincoln, Nebraska. This location Woo! has had two walkouts, including this one. And then another Lincoln, Nebraska store has had two walkouts, both because they have the same district manager, so, who is apparently a large piece of shit. 
who's then who's overseeing the entire like region like or whatever the state or be like what's happening here and fixing this and removing the problem which seems like it's this asshole district manager but maybe he's getting pressure on i'm not i'm not saying he's a good guy but he might be getting pressure from above oh, no. law, saying like you got to make this happen middle management are, i i don't give you know? i don't i don't give middle management district management types the the time of day and i'm sure he's an asshole um i'm certain of it when Kotaku called the store on Monday, someone answered saying that it would be open again soon and directed us to contact the communications firm, which specializes in topics like investor relations, shareholder activism, and crisis management. Um, you okay, Ian? I never plugged in my computer. Oh, well, that, that's a thing, Ian. Yeah. That's a thing you should probably do at some point in the podcast. Um, so, so this is what I'm going to say is this. Um, this article brings up the fact that there's some locations now where there's only one employee. They have to, like... Only one employee in a, in a big store like that's bad, um, and then they got to take breaks. They got put up a sign saying we're we're not open right now. I go for a bathroom break or a lunch break. Uh, I'm not saying this is endemic to all the GameStops, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is if this happens. No, it, it is. I mean, you oh. go to any GameStop and they look understaffed and overworked. Um, and you know the article points out something interesting. Um, morale is down even lower at is even morale is even lower at GameStop right now because. What's been in the news for the past two years? All these fucking asswads that made a shitload of money, meme you know, stocks. playing meme stocks, yeah. and all the money that was made for GameStop with none of it. Nothing again, was, yeah. trickle down economics is bullshit. Uh, it doesn't work. Well, because, no one's well, going to see any. Well, they, they didn't reinvest it into their store infrastructure. No, or, they or, realized that it. They, they, they realized just as much that they, there is no point to GameStop existing. We're they, not going to put yeah. this money into it because we're going to be gone within five years. Anyway. We'll just gamble on NFTs and throw money at that and marketplace, which is not going to work. And then, not like I said, we always talked about this for years. We didn't see a way out for GameStop besides doing something radically different with their stores. Like they, they tried the retro game initiative. Unfortunately, that was right before the pandemic in, in nineteen. They tried to do some retro game store stuff. You that remember was, that retro game initiative was even earlier than that. Retro- no, no, I'm not talking about them selling it. I mean, they were transforming some stores. They had pilot stores with like oh yeah, with, with like, like places you could play. Yes. And say, sure, they, yes. they did a few. They did a handful of stores of that. Yeah. But the problem, the problem is that the pandemic happened. I'm not saying that would have been a success, but having a space for gamers to meet up and play, which they like and make money off of chips and and food, like that's I think what as some, we talked about, that's it, what like, some, like like a land party location. That's how they make money. Well, back then, like, like I said, it, it might have yeah. been a decent idea, but they were again too ten late. years too late on that. It's too late when you have when you have you know a thousand two thousand stores that you get you can't redo every single store. You're essentially talking about remaking a land cafe. Land cafes yes. haven't been a thing since two thousand and fucking five. But like you can't do that for every single store anyway. You right. know, the, the money or infrastructure to do that and training like that's it's it's done but no that's a good point it's like you're right uh talk about trip down economics just like you didn't reinvest the money into your employees or into anything or even like we said a digital game marketplace we thought the nft was related to that and it wasn't it right. wasn't it, it was just bullshit yeah. it was just bullshit uh yeah the all, all the all the meme stock shit in the world and 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 people that got rich off off of a, a basically a gamble it doesn't matter because it's still a, uh, a company that's going down the drain. Right, GameStop is not saved. It's just kicked down the hall a little further. The can's kicked down the hallway. Yeah. Sure. When you're running a small business, every second counts. You can't afford to waste a single moment. So why are you still taking time out of your day to go to the post office when you could be using Stamps.com instead? Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping quick, easy, and cost-effective. I've used Stamps.com for over 10 years now, shipping out whatever you can think of. Pins, stickers, DVDs, game consoles. It really makes 
everything easier. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. Streamline your shipping process with Stamps.com's easy-to-use software. All you need is your regular computer and printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Plus, Stamps.com seamlessly works with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. So whether you're an office sending invoices, an Etsy shop sending your products, or a warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com is your mailing and shipping solution. Stop wasting time and start saving money when you use Stamps.com to mail and ship. Sign up with our promo code CU Podcast for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code CU Podcast. This portion of the CU Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures are looking great out there in June with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. This isn't a dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CU Podcast at manscaped.com. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind, and the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pops' special day. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all those goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for that more precise shave. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's throw that out the window and give him the upgrade he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, the best boxers ever. We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CUPODCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CUPODCAST. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Or maybe yours. Ian, you're a Genesis fan. I am. Um, and we were prescient on the podcast last week. We had we had we sure were. We had a we had a uh, voice message asking if the mini game consoles that have come out in the past years, like the Super Nintendo Mini, PlayStation Mini, Turbo Mini, would they be valuable in the future? And one of the things we said is a company like Sega can put out another one whenever they wanted to to make money on this. They can keep remaking these. And then two days later, after we record, they announced. They're coming out with the Mega Drive Mini 2. Mini 2. Um, so this has not been uh, announced for U.S. release yet, which is why we're using the Mega Drive. But it will. We, I mean, it's a slightly different silk screen on the plastic. They'll, they'll definitely yeah, do it. A different box. Um, so they announced it during a live stream that they did on their YouTube channel. Uh, the interesting thing, I think the big uh, selling point of this one is that it will include uh, Sega CD games 
on there as well. Uh, So they announced a a, a preliminary list of, I think, 10 games that are going to be on there. Uh, Virtual Racing, uh, Bonanza Brothers, Shining in the Darkness, uh, Thunder Force 4. And here we go. Sorry, Mag- Sonic trailer. Magical Taru Rudo. I don't know that one. Fantasy Zone. And then this is the interesting stuff oh. for me. The, uh, at least right now for CD, they have announced um, Silphied, Shining Force CD, Sonic CD, Mansion of Hidden Souls, and uh, Popful Mail. Um, okay. pop, Popful Mail is exciting because if we oh. get that over here, uh, there is a there is a, a, a you know a, a, a Western translation of it. Popful Mail is very exciting, uh, very expensive, expensive very expensive. Uh, what's that go for nowadays? I, I, I don't think it's as much as some of the other ones, but it's still um, up there. I'm gonna guess eight hundred dollars. I don't know, but I'm gonna guess that because when I bought it, uh, it was expensive. Um, so. I, what that, I th- okay, it's like five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. I think what people, yeah, that one never climbed the climbed the climb that so many others climbed. Um, well, buy it now's are seven hundred. So. Okay. What this I think has people hoping for and some people excited about, especially because Konami has not been um, shy to license, is I think people want Snatcher. Uh, if this lands Snatcher, you're going to have people, including myself, buying it simply. For an easier way to, to play. have an official, yeah. you know, a, a version of Snatcher to play. Snatcher's, easy. Snatcher's over a thousand. I don't have to look it up. I know it's over a thousand at this point. Oh yeah, it is. I think it's like thirteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, last it's time I lot. checked, that's gone up. That's like tripled in value the past like four or five years. So that's interesting to me. Um, and then in terms of the the last time they released one of these, uh, the first Mega Drive Mini or Genesis Mini, um, is that two years ago or three? I want to say two. It was, it was end of 19, early 20. Early tw- it was like early 20. Yeah. Okay, I'll look that up real quick. Trying to think of when I got that review unit. I'll, I'll show that real quick. I forgot to get that out. Um, September 2019. So uh, the last time they did this, they released a, a silly accessories pack that you could buy uh, that basically made the tower. Um, in, in Japan, yes. Yeah. It's a, a Sega CD um, Model 1 that you can put your uh, mini Genesis on. And then it comes with a, uh, a, a 32 X that you can place on top of it with a Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge. Yes. So this time around, uh, not to be outdone, uh, they're releasing a mini version of the side, the side carry side saddle model of the, 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 Sega the Sega CD Genesis two. Yeah. The Sega Mega CD drive two. CD yeah. two where it goes on the side. Yep. And we're going to include the spacer. In case you had the Model One, because they had like the different spacer things. Uh, to, to order the, oh, really? The, yeah, that's because this is basically what it is. I have the U.S. version, which did not come out here; it was only given to influencers. So this was it's dusty. Sorry, you got the 32x. You got the carts there. They obviously there's nothing in them; they're just plastic. And then you have the Sega City in the bottom. So there you go, Sega City. So this one is going to have a uh, the trays going to come up on the Model Two. They said that because they, they said I, 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 if you translate it. It's a, to English, it's funny because it's like uh, it was non-functional, you know, the, the, the Model 1. But so you're going to be able to get the tray up and they're going to have, a, I think it was a Sonic CD, a mini Sonic CD. And yes. it's like you said, it's going to come with the Virtua, uh, the, the Virtua Racer uh, oversized cart. Yes. That you can drive one. Mm-hmm. That you can just put in the 32X on top of it just for shits and giggles. So uh, they announced that, like I said, on the YouTube stream. Um, it will launch with 50 games from both the original Mega Drive and Mega Drive CD. Along with ports of arcade games, interesting, uh, and something Sega describes as a mysterious new work. So one of the things that's kind of become 
I would say almost like, well, it's become commonplace with these mini systems is to release something that was never released before. So with the Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo classic that uh, uh, Nintendo did, they put Star Fox 2 on there. Correct. Um, and then the first time the Sega Genesis, uh, the Genesis Mini came out, they put uh, Tetris and they put a uh, new fan uh, port of Darius on there. Yes. So this time we'll probably get, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be another fan port or something or something unreleased, but we're going to get something kind of cool included in there. I also want to know what arcade games. So let's to let's talk about what this is going to cost real quick. This is going to cost. Um, what is it? Ten thousand yen uh, for for the for the Mega Drive Mini Two, which is about seventy five dollars US. Because somehow, finally, the dollar got stronger against the yen, which has never happened. Yeah, in, like in my lifetime, now it got like twenty percent stronger somehow. So seventy five dollars doesn't mean it's going to cost. Doesn't mean the US one's going to cost seven hundred dollars. They can still charge you a hundred dollars. But the Genesis uh, Mini was eighty, I believe. I believe it was out. eighty. So that 80. makes sense. It so makes I sense. Think, but there's I been think... inflation past couple yeah. years, past year, because of the pandemic. And then the add-on is going to cost um, thirty about $34.35 uh, US um, for that, for the for the CD slash uh, 32X add-on. So, which probably could be $50 here. Like, yeah. it, they might just say, well, it will be $50 to do that. Which, again, it's, it's um, with that, that's 4,500 yen, by the way. That's about $34 US. Again, totally cosmetic add-on. You don't need it. If you're a crazy collector, you get it. Sega's going to Sega. It would be nice to give you extra games somehow on, like, I don't know, a little card. I have no idea, but it's just it's just plastic, goes in a landfill, whatever. Um, so I guess my question, Ian, is that we don't know what these games are going to be, and we don't know what's the amount of crossover these 50 games versus the well, original. I don't think there's going to be crossover, and I think that's why they're adding Sega CD. And like I said, this is something that I haven't really seen discussed, but they straight up say arcade games. So I have a feeling that this is going to be... Independent. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a separate thing. I think it's going to be independent. I think it's going to have... Um, I would expect it to have, you know, a handful of, of you know, Genesis games, but I think it's going to be more Sega CD focused. And arcade or games... Or 32X, maybe, too. Maybe 32X. They didn't say uh, anything about 32X games, but, yeah, that's possible. Uh, I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if there's some overlap, but I also don't think there's... I don't think well, that's the intention. It looks like they don't make the Genesis Mini anymore. Uh, you can't buy it new anymore. Right. So, because it's been two and a half years, Pat Math. So... Hey, I mean, what, it, it would be weird to me, Ian, in this day and age, to put out something like this and not have the the you know Golden Axe, the, the, you know, sure. have the the, son, the three Sonic. No, if the other one's goals. not available, then I guess you could see this as a replacement and a small That's upgrade. I mean. But if they really want people who already own the first one to buy it, I think they would have to go unique. We'll see. At least, but are all fifty going to be unique, or is it going to no. be like like thirty five out of fifty? That's what I mean. Like, right? I can see them doing all, not all unique. If they really want to get people, we're going to be like, hey, if we're not going to make the first anymore, you're going to get all the original games because we own the rights, just about all of them. It doesn't cause us. And you're going to get all these new ones. Right. So maybe it would be like 80 games total because, you know, because obviously you're, you're interesting no matter what, no matter what's in here. I never I never picked one up. You got, No, I mean, it'll you, totally be dependent on what's in you there. You got the I review copy. I never picked one up. I almost bought one. I don't know why. I don't. I forgot why I didn't because I have all the other minis. Well, no, I don't, I don't have the PlayStation one because that's garbage. I don't, the PlayStation one is absolutely useless. That's trash. I, I didn't even buy one when they were clearance for 20 bucks. I was like, I don't know why I want this. Mm-mm. That's how I knew it was getting better. You know, I wasn't just hoarding stuff. I was like, I don't want this. That's good. Thing. I'm but proud of you. I got the turbo one. What do you say? Proud, proud of you. you. Yeah. 
Oh, you're proud of me. Got yeah. it. So I said. So what else would you want to see on here uh, from the from the Sega CD universe? That that would be interesting. Oh, I don't really care. I'll think those be a conversation. Some of the other working design games. <laughs> yes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I. I, I, I... <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I know you think I'm like a huge. I, I just this is not something I'm going to rush out to buy. If there's a review unit, I'll check it out because the first one was good. Uh, no, I, I mean, but I already said what I would like to see is Snatcher. If Snatcher's the on there, Snatcher. I will buy it. I will absolutely That's buy the only Snatcher. Popful Mail would be another one. Uh, Ko Flying Squadron. If you want to put it on there, I don't even think it's that great of a shooter. But uh, that's the stuff that would get me interested. Uh, I think they're going to put some more. I would like games. to see Time Gale. Time Gal? Yeah, I'd like to see Time Gal. I always remember that one. I never played it. It's a, it's a laser disc game. I'm looking, I like it, It'd be funny. I'm looking at it right now. It'd be funny as hell if they got Night Trap on there. It, it's never, I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be funny as hell. <laughs> they, if they got Night Trap on there? Yeah. How about Final Fight CD? Oh. Sure. Best home version, Ian. Yeah. I mean, that would be neat. I'm just looking at the shelf when, when we got there. Put the CNC Music Factory shit on there. <laughs> But you want crisscross? But Marky Mark, Marky there. Mark, make a video. Power Rangers, the, those shitty first year games, the fight, kids, the, kids on the job, the, 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 the awful boxing game in black and white with three fights in it. You do realize that uh, we didn't talk about this, I, guys. Uh, at Limited Run, I like you, um, but uh, that's getting uh, a release. The boxing game's getting a re-release. Yes. Okay. That game was just like yeah. No, wow, they, they video, announced it. You're seeing a video on the screen. But it's like way less interaction than something like Night Trap. Like way less interaction. Yes. You're literally just hitting arrows like the Power Rangers games and hitting buttons when it tells you to. And that, that's all you're doing on that, on that game there. Um, all right. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna surprise you. I think you're gonna you're gonna see some of the uh, later Genesis games that are, are maybe uncommon that that'll show up on here. Just because it's like, why not? I'm not saying you're gonna get you know Spire House two and three, but something along that that line might be nice, you know, because it was out a few years later, you know, the uh, the, the Genesis two slash Mega Drive two. You're talking, yeah. you're getting, into, you're getting into like the early to mid nineties. So it's like, you know, games from like ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five later Genesis games. I'm just spitballing. That could be nice. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Ian, we got a Patreon poll. We do. Patreon.com slash C podcast money writing. Uh, full videos. Way to market, Ian. Uh, you get the full video podcast every week. You get Ian's going to write. We're going to do a hangout. Uh, maybe this weekend. Yeah, this weekend we're going to do a hangout. It's, it, it's, it's, oh. we're, we're right for a Google hangout. And then you get to vote on these topics. And you get access to the Discord, which I don't bring up enough. You get access to the Discord. The good old we we have the the, the best the best uh, listeners in the world. You get uh, access to the CU podcast Discord. All right, here's the uh, your choices in second place on the poll: defending retro games that most people dislike, forty four percent, and in first place will video will flea market madness eventually end and why? Okay. Take it away, Pat. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I mean, you like the last topic. I don't care. Um, so, um, flea market madness um, eventually. There will be a last one edited at some point. It's just when is that going to be? Uh, original target was going to be next year. I have six more unedited to do, and I shot them up to early 2017. And before I get into it, and people are saying, why, why aren't these all edited? Is because in 15 and 16, um, I was trying to finish up the NES book and going through hell in order to do so. And that was like my main primary focus to get that done and out the door especially after the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter was in late 2015. Um, and the book came out five, six months late, the first one. Um, so, like, there was a lot going on. Then eventually, then I moved into, into Castle Country, and then the stuff 
got away from me and other, other things. So now I'm I'm now editing them at a more frequent frequent uh, rate. I did, I think I edited six or seven last year. That's a lot. For That's me. a lot for you. Um, six or seven last year, maybe eight. And this year so far, there's been two. It's been the schedule has been like every other month. Uh, was it January, March, May? Oh, it's been three this year so far. January, so like it's been every other month. With, and thanks to the sponsor, Magic Spoon, for helping make that possible. Uh, use 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 code country C O N T R I. So, the, the one of the things that happened between when I stopped doing seventeen uh, to nineteen, the pandemic comes and then then you just you can't really do anything because there's less people there selling. It's not the same thing, and and honestly, it would not be as good. Uh, it's it, it, not that you can't film people all in masks. I think it would have taken away a lot of it, seeing people's faces. And then it'd be hard to hear me, but that's fine. People are back at the swap meet, not wearing masks. It's fine. Um, but a lot of stuff happened from 19 to now. Um, if I was going to go back and, and, and shoot more. And even when you're watching the, the episodes, Ian, I know Ian watches all of them. The ones that the ones I'm editing now are 2016. There's there's still deals, but you can see the decline in deals happening. You can see sure. the, the decline in me coming across the absolute gold I was finding in like 10, 11, 12, 13, and maybe even 14. It's not just it's just not there anymore. Right. I'm not I'm not finding, you know, that I remember one of the things I found like a TurboGrafx console with like 10, 12 games for like $25. Like you're just not finding those things anymore. Yeah. You're not finding the gar- literally uh, the garbage bag I used to find of like an N64 in games. You'd have and, to and take it, up a, a, a less popular hobby that hasn't gotten big yet to go find the deals. Maybe you could yes. take up, I don't know, cookware collecting or and, something. And it doesn't mean people people probably wouldn't find them entertaining, but to me, it would be less interesting to shoot them and to edit them. I got to just edit me, say, oh, I didn't find that, or that's a bad deal. And obviously, Frank Frank brings a lot of levity, and everyone loves Frank. Loves the Frank shimmy and finding good deals is great. And talking about music, talking about old movies that no one else knows about, noir movies from the 40s and 50s. <laughs> it's fantastic. But I don't know if the show could be sustained on that going going forward, possibly. So I think in my head, uh, what I'd want to do in theory is get through editing the rest and then see where I'm at. Because Frank is going back to the swap meet. I just went um, last Sunday, a week and a half ago, because Frank said he was going to go. Then he then he then he cried wolf and didn't go. Then he went a couple days ago with his friend without me. He cheated on me uh, at the swap meet. But I think what I'd like to do is once these are all edited, or I'll even try to maybe film. I got to buy new um, uh, glasses to film with because the last ones they snapped. Uh, they're not. I could buy another pair for 150. It's not too bad. Uh, but I'd like to film just to see how it would look because the last couple times I went to the swap meet, I came back with nothing, nothing. I got nothing, nothing. Antibacterial uh, bottles. I got. I got a hat for the zoo. Yeah, I got non-game and non-toy related items. That, I mean, I went on Sunday and I could have. Uh, I showed you. I told you the handheld I found uh, from a guy Roger that that I used to power out the mm-hmm. swap He had he had a, he had a, a, an LCD game that even had a built-in little radio with a little dial. I thought that was interesting. I thought about you. I didn't get it, but I thought about you. I was like, it was too early to call you, and you would have yelled at me like you used to. Uh, but like, I still find some interesting stuff. But like, there's no deals. Right, there's, you're not going to find deals. Ten dollars for an LCD game that may not work is not a deal. To me, that's just not. It's not a game and watch. It's a random one that no one wants. You know, like so. So that's where I'm at with things. Um, but like I said, there's six episodes left. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get through them. We're gonna edit them. Knock on wood. And then um, we'll see if I have a maybe a mini mini tie up episode or, or a final final episode with Frank. Try to make it heartfelt. I'm not sure how you make it heartfelt at the swap meet. 
have a sit down with them and you know get the get the awful uh, uh, flea market nachos that some people enjoy. <laughs> what do you think? Ian? Would it be sustainable to to do it even though there's no deals? It'd be kind of tough. I think it would be, but you've made it very clear over the past few years that you do not want to do it. So. No, I don't think it would. I don't think you have any interest in, in going back it's and just, doing it. It's just like... You would have to move away from video games and find other cool, interesting stuff. It would have to leave its video game connection, and it would have to become a flea market show, and you don't want to do it. Um, well, at that point, like, what do you, what do you also, say? Also, it's a really, it's a question of whether or not Frank wants to do it. Oh, Frank would do it. I, um, I think I think Frank Frank sees the flea market as as just like a fun thing to get up and go around and he'll he oh that's the thing frank will always find stuff because the stuff he wants no one else wants unless you're 70 years old so he'll find those cds and those movies yeah like, it's like, only like, sustainable if you uh, open up what you're looking for and you find interesting and, and, and you allow yourself uh, to find some stuff interesting i do think you need to do a tie-up episode though you can't just end it you would have to go back and do one last modern episode and see how it's much has changed yes you can't just last you film. can't just leave it on shit that you filmed in 2017 17 or whatever do one final one we go out with a bang and just do one and then we get, we see what happens i think i think it would be like i think it would be like the mini the mini season to tie up something like you do like you do like three or four and you tie it up maybe well, you go like and you that. record for a day and you see how much you get out of it i think that's the other thing that people don't realize too because i hear people that would say like oh how many weeks of, of footage in this and 95 percent of the time it's that one day sure. it's not combined right i have combined uh a I think two or three episodes, I combined a couple of, of weeks just because like the one week slow. Frank didn't show up. So I, I put it with Frank or there was nothing there. But sure. a lot of the weeks and I didn't film every week I went because I used to go every week. Right. I would just film like, you know, once every few weeks. Once I got the feeling I got this like this like psychic flea market. So I'm going to find good stuff today. And a lot of times that's what happened. A lot of times it's like, oh, this is the day I find. You know some, you know some, some Sega CD games or Sega games. It's the time I find a TurboGrafx 16 with games. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what what is there out there I could buy unless I succumb to the to the resellers and just be like all right I'll pay the eBay price for this shit but is that what people want to see what it's become that's like that's like on its deathbed it's like oh yeah I'll I'll pay fifteen dollars for for a Super Mario Duck Hunt or ten dollars I mean that's not interesting that's not fun there's still fun things that that the sellers have that's oh there's some rare stuff but it, i think it's less interesting if if nothing's being purchased if there's nothing i can find oh that's cool and i can say oh that's a cool thing it's priced at ebay a lot of going out to the flea market a lot of the impetus is that you're supposed to get deals it's supposed it's supposed to be uh fun but you're supposed to get deals otherwise why get up and leave your fucking house and, and drive to the swap meet where you can enjoy be enjoying your sunday morning that's what I always come down to. Like, why am I doing this? Why well, can just click a button and buy the damn thing? It's not, some people like spending cash on this stuff and see it in person, but to me, that's like that's I don't know. I'll just I'll just I'll just buy it online. I'll sure. just I'll just buy it online. So um, yeah. So eventually there will be an end uh, to it, and it, it is sad to say. But like I said, the last times I've been going between this year and I've been I think I've gone twice this year. I went I think twice last year or three times last year. Um, and then even in 19, I went a few times and wow, no 20 before that. I was like a few times a year and it's just less and less. It's, it's just, it's not even, it wouldn't even be worth filming in my opinion, but Hey, let me know if I'm wrong in the comments or Ink, let me know I'm wrong. Would it be interesting to see me just power around with Frank and we get into trouble, you know, find some swap meet drama happen between vendors uh, that happened oh, in the last there's video. There's always swap meet drama. Uh, the, the, the lady said to the guy, because I guess the, uh, I filmed it. I, I picked it up where the argument was happening. <laughs> the, it was an old lady, probably in her late 60s. She, um, 
she must have got a price from someone that wasn't the vendor, and it was one of these uh, vendors that's always there that buys storage units. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, I'm the guy at the, vent- at the vendor booth. You-, you should be asking asking me, and not someone else." And she went in the most polite voice, "Well, how much is it then after that lecture?" And he go and he walked. It was funny as hell. I didn't laugh. Or- and he walked away and said, "Well, I don't think I want to sell to you anymore." And then she goes, "Well, I hope you have a really good day, and I mean that." <laughs> And then she walked away, and geez, Louise! Wow! And I'm like, that's it. That's that's the drama. But you don't find it too often like that in its natural environment. It was funny as hell. That's good. Very polite. Fuck you. To the, guy. <laughs> the polite is fuck you. I, I hope shit. you have a good day. Yeah, and I, really I mean that. Mean that. You yep. know, you don't mean that when you say that. nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> this portion of the CU podcast is brought to you by Toodaloo. You know, it's not always easy for me to find genuinely healthy snacks that taste great. And it would be nice to find a tasty, healthy snack that is also good for the planet. That's why I like Toodaloo. What makes Toodaloo unique? It's a super tasty cosmic trail mix. It's a healthy and flavorful snack that leaves you wanting more. It's got big pieces of fruit and well-seasoned ingredients. Uh, It's packed with healing adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha, lion's mane, and turmeric. And supports your body's natural ability to find balance and reduce stress. There's over 30 thoughtfully sourced superfoods across the five flavors, such as organic goji berries, blueberries, sprouted nuts. I really like the hot-to-trot flavor. It's uh, a spicy citrus blend. It's got really big... Big, delicious, chewy pieces of uh, pineapple. There's ginger in there. Um, it's excellent. And I enjoy the Slow Your Roll. It's the sweet maple mix of sprouted nuts and seeds and chewy superfruits and coconut. And it has ashwagandha to support relaxation. Toodaloo is non-GMO, gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, packed with organic superfruits with no processed sugars and is carbon conscious. If you don't agree that Toodaloo is the most delicious trail mix you've ever eaten, they'll refund you. Go to our link, toodaloo.com slash country, and use our code country, C-O-N-T-R-I, to get $5 off your first order. Each ridiculously tasty flavor benefits your body in a different way. So choose your favorite flavor and benefit from skin health, digestion, focus, or relaxation. Go get some Toodaloo! Ian, we have uh, we got voice messages, don't we? We do. Where, did, where do you go, Pat? <laughs> you go to Anchor. Dot fm slash to see you podcast you go you click a button you keep it please keep it about 25 20 seconds please uh these voice messages and um uh keep the shtick to a to a to a a minimum please there's been more shtick attempts lately and some of them are funny but some i just i just go right past and i just don't have the time for it for it but uh we enjoy them nonetheless hey ian and pat this is ian from rochester new york I need to help out Matt and fill the voicemail segment with all Rochester people. This question is for Pat. If you could go back and remake any past video, which one would it be? If I can remake any video, I'm not the type of person to pull the George Lucas to be remaking uh, old NES punk videos. If that's, if that's what you mean. I'm re- I mean, they're, they're, no, I mean, just pick one uh, that you weren't as happy with. What, what would you, but, but like, what's the point of it? I'm going to remake commando. Cause it was so silly. Me doing a bad Arnold impression and, and singing, it's a pretty simple question. I don't know if I'd remake anything. Like I had awful lighting in the first videos when I was back in Jersey with my pre-HD camera. There you go. Um, remake the first ones. Bad lighting. What, are you, why are you trolling me? I'm not trolling you. That's, I, I just felt like that was a pretty straightforward question. I, I don't. I think things, when you make them at their time, they are what they are, and you should just be proud of what they were when you did them, for the, for the most part. It was a hypothetical. You got at me, Hey guys, uh, this is John from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. And I was just calling, 
I'm just wondering, you may have answered this before, Probably but did. I'm wondering, are there any consoles that you started collecting for either a, you bought games before you even thought about buying a system or in the opposite, you bought the system, but maybe never bought any games. Um, just wondering, have a good one. Uh, the, the, the television Amico, <laughs> I, bought, I bought those fiscal products. That's right. Yeah, you did. I don't think that one's going to be hitting the shelves at, at Costco anytime soon or at a Toys R Us or GameStop. Um, I bought Final Fantasy VII before I had a PlayStation. Oh. Uh, I bought it because um, I really wanted to play it. Uh, I liked RPGs. I, had, I didn't have a PlayStation. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had a PlayStation, and uh, she played the game during the week, and she lent me her PlayStation on weekends. It was very nice of her. I might have bought Fire Pro Six Man Scramble import at Electronic Boutique before I got I a system at Funko. I think I you've actually told me that. Before. I might have gone... Uh, that must have been what ninety eight, ninety seven, whenever that came out. Uh, probably ninety seven. Okay, I'll so look. back in the day, remember they had imports. Electronic boutique. It's kind of like it's a weird yeah. thing to have a mainstream store having imports, but they did it. They did. Damn it! Damn you, GameStop for buying them. Damn it! Damn them! And they had computer games too, which was fine. Um, next one here. What are you looking up when it came out? December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Oh, I got I got in ninety seven sometime. Yeah. Hi, Pat and Ian. Harrison from Somerville, Massachusetts again. My question is for both of you. What is uh, the game that you've spent the longest time playing without actually beating, and how long did you spend uh, playing the, that game? Thanks. Without beating. I probably have 250 hours in No Man's Sky, and I've never even attempted to finish any of the, like... There's a main story you can finish? There is a main story to finish, and I've never done it. And I, I, I mean, I probably could at almost any time. I, people were complaining when that game came out that the main story you could finish in like 14 hours, but I literally just People were never... complaining that that's, that's a short amount of time, 14 hours? Well, for a game that was, at, at the time, touting how big and huge it was. Well, yes. it still is, right? It's procedurally generated. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, but the main storyline people were expecting. They just came out with another uh, upgrade. Or, or, oh, they? yeah, they're still up, updating it. I have no problems with No Man's Sky at this point. Um, They've more than made up for it. But no, I'm just thinking about that long. Probably I put in 25 to 30 hours to Breath of the Wild, and uh, I'm not close to finishing that game. I probably could, another what, 15, 20 hours or whatever, but like whatever it is. But no, I haven't. I, I was taking my, my good old time. Then I got depressed because the good horse I got got away. Uh, it was like it was one of the better horses. Mm-hmm. It was like a big old like Clydesdale, and I got I got sad. It ran away. I got off of it to fight, and then like it got scared, and I was like, "Fuck that!" No, that was my good horse. Sad. It's very sad. Very sad. I got I got a decent horse after, then I stopped playing. I was like, I didn't like that. I think that affected me more than I thought. Getting that that great horse. It was like a, a it was like a S tier horse I got. Ian, mm-hmm. it was like random, right? Pat, Ian, what's up? This is Josh Ian with another question. So I'm currently sitting in a friendless right now in New Jersey, and I don't see any futuristic things. I don't see any, like, wireless chargers or anything like that. What's the deal? What's going on, friendlies? Thanks, guys. Because it's friendlies. I mean, there are some corporate ones that try to update it, but a, a, a lot of the friendlies are still just franchisees that are privately owned where they're, they look like they're out of the 80s, So, which I like. I kind of like that in a way, but you're not going to get the accoutrements of a modern... Uh, is that supposed okay. to be something that places have? Because, I mean, I maybe chains, but I don't go, like, I mean, Friendly's, Applebee's, I, I have not been to a restaurant that's offered me a wireless charger. I mean, they have them at airports, but that's sure. like high-end tech at airports. Right. Like, yeah, you're right about that. If I go on a TGI Friday, is there going to be, is there going to be like a wireless charger at the table? Is that a thing that's supposed to be? I don't know. But yeah, if I, I go to any mom-pop diner, it's not going to have that. 
I have I have yet to be at a restaurant I mean, that has offered me a charger. I mean, when I left Jersey, they still had the mom and pop diner. They still had the little mini uh, silver jukeboxes that you can play at the tables. They still have, you yeah. can still find those. Uh, humorously, though, yeah. when I was in uh, Vegas last summer for that'd my be, birthday, be funny. Um, the slot machines have wireless chargers. Oh, you want people to stay at the table? I mean, but we didn't know it. Like it, oh. it wasn't advertised, but like John put his phone down on something and went beep beep, and he's like, "Is that fucking I mean, charging my phone?" I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that they don't colostomy bags you can you can strap in. <clears throat> yeah, right there. They want they don't people catheters or both or both. <laughs> Get the pee and the poo. <laughs> All right, next one here. Hey guys, it's Daryl from Buffalo again. Hey, I have a question for Pat. Pat. Do you ever feel that you're a shelf collector at all, where your games just sit on a shelf and never get played? I feel like I'm guilty of this sometimes, along with everyone else. I like your thoughts and opinions on this topic. Thanks, Pat. Have a good day. Well, wow, you're going for there, Daryl, huh? Um, am I a shelf collector? Yes. I will say no, and this is why. <laughs> Oh, you, you go first. Well, why, why am I shut up? When was the last time you picked a game off the shelf and played it? For shits and giggles. Oh, oh, oh one of those games versus a ROM? Oh, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. Shelf collecting. But if I did not collect these games, Ian, would you would you be sitting in that chair right now? What does this have to do with whether or not you're a shelf collector? No, because this is how I define it. I've used all these games for things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're a shelf collector. We did 10 NES marathons. Here. Yes, I know. Some of these, it's very true, but your Genesis, your Sega CD, your Saturn, your Garage. You did not shelf collect NES, but everything else. Not Turbo. I played the Turbo, Ian. Okay. I mean, it's not an insult, but you used the NES games. You did not use anything else. I used some of the Super. Did you? For what? Um, I live streamed some stuff on the Super. I think I did Super Mario World when I did the book. I think you did one other one, too. I've live-streamed... Didn't you do Lion King? Or no, you did that off the... Our, no, that uh, was off the Switch thing. The Switch collection. Um, this is what this is what I'm going to say. In all in fairness, Ian takes shots at me. Um, <laughs> it's not a shot. It's, it's a fact. Okay, Ian, before I get angry. Um, this is how I look at it. In all honesty. The fact that I collected these games... Uh, I, I used the fact that I collected these to do other things. Um, I, I helped do the video game years. I've done two, soon to be three books. Um, I've been known as a, you know, a video game historian in some circles. You know, I think there, there's, there's something to be said for what it's allowed me to do besides yes. In terms of, have I played every single one? Absolutely not. I'll be the first one to say I have not played every single one of these and not close to that, but there has been a utilization of these games in some aspect. That's more abstract versus just, oh, have you plugged all these games in and play them? No, no, absolutely not. But there has been a use uh, in some ways uh, with this. And people have gotten some sort of entertainment value out of that. So that's the, that's the way I look at it, at the grand, grand scheme of things. And he doesn't agree or disagree. <laughs> I mean, sure. I just, you, all the good uh, stuff that you've done, you didn't need any of this stuff They would for. not have existed without me collecting games. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, collecting got you into something else, but it's still shelf collecting. I learned a ton sure. by collecting these games. There you go. I would not have the knowledge I would have acquired if I had not been a game collector. I would have no reason to have learned about this stuff or these consoles or, or the history of games without collecting these games. There's no reason why I would care about Genesis at all 
or, or know about any of the games if I was not collecting them or Sega CD or, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm talking about or Master System. I so, suppose that's fair. Thank you, Ian. That's we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree or, or there we compromise there. Uh, who's, who's the next one here? Hi, Pat and Ian. This is your upstate friend, Chris Santiago here in Prunedale, California. Uh, I had a question Where? about Prunedale. game soundtracks. And um, I always wondered, do you guys have a favorite artist, band, so, uh, songwriter, composer, whoever, that you would love to hear do a game soundtrack? Um, I was re- watching an interview from a band called Nightwish and their keyboard player, who's the main songwriter for the band named Thomas Halopinen, said he would love to do a soundtrack for the next uh, Elder Elder Scrolls game. Anyone comes to mind, Ian? Uh, not anyone specific, but a lot of the people I listen to off of, say, Ghostly Records um, would be, or Ghostly, no records, uh, would be a good... Uh, would be good for it to the to the point where um, analog seemed to realize that there was a good connection there because uh, there's like eight ghostly artists that do random. They did a they did a ghostly analog NT that has uh, startup sounds done by all the different artists that are on the record label. Um, but yeah, no one's specific. Gotcha. All right, we'll do a few more here. Hey guys, Peter from Canada again. Oh, now I would like what? to make you thirsty. What? A lot of people have questions about food and stuff, and that always makes me hungry, too. Uh, not that I don't like love talking about food, but uh, what's your favorite beverages? I like some Dr. Pepper. I like some Mountain Dew sometimes, you know? Well, I don't understand. What was the voice inflection there? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but in terms of favorite beverages, uh, lemonade. Love lemonade. Uh Orange juice, love orange juice. Really, love orange juice. I fucking adore it's orange horrible juice. Horrible for you. I don't care. It's delicious. All too acidic and there's a ton of sugar. It's wonderfully tasty. Um, and uh, grape, uh, purple source Rex Kool Aid. Uh, honestly, though, just during the day. I mean, those are like name brand beverages I could mention. Uh, during the day, I drink green tea and water. I don't drink enough green tea. I like green tea. It's delicious. I, I, ice green tea is really good. I don't. I should make that. Um, I love. Uh, Coke Zero uh, Cherry. Oh God, it's yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, che- Coke Zero is a lot better than Diet Coke. Um, On its own, I disagree, but the Cherry Zero is wonderful. Okay, because it tastes closer to regular Cherry it, Coke. It, well, yeah, it yeah. does. And then um, Diet Dr Pepper is really good. And it tastes. Cl- it does actually say taste close to regular Dr Pepper. I know that's a thing. That's a marketing, but it, it tastes close uh, to it. So those are the ones I like. And then I like a fizzy bubble water. You know, like a mineral water with flavoring. Yeah, seltzer. Or, yeah, actually, like plain seltzer. Seltzer's good. This is Paul from Raleigh and C. Oh Jesus! So Shigeru Miyamoto has a new daytime talk show, and he's invited the two of you to come on for a cooking segment. What dish do you teach him how to make? And much like secret warp zones. What secret ingredient do you use to surprise and delight? I, I these hypotheticals, I, uh, Paul, I can't, I can't think about. What, do you, what would you cook for Miyamoto? Uh, I would, I would teach uh, him how to make eggplant the proper way because so many people make eggplant and it's disgusting. It's bitter. It's mushy. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, you either got to salt it or press out the juice. Well, yeah, both, and uh, yeah, and cook it hot. Um, that's what I would. What do you mean, cook it hot? Like, make sure it's hot. Don't, don't like. Don't cook. You want to make sure that the pan is very fried. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get mushy before you get that that crispiness on the outside. You want. You mean you mean if you if you if you uh, put in breadcrumbs. Well, if you use breadcrumbs, but even if you're not, you want the outer. Gotcha. You want the. You don't need to use breadcrumbs. You want the outer 
Yeah, you want the flesh of it to be more cooked than the inside. The, f- the flesh. Otherwise, it just gets mushy, especially in oil. The flesh. All right, you want to check in with someone? Oh, do I. So now your listeners are criticizing me for liking balsamic vinegar? <laughs> I mean, really now, this is just getting ridiculous already. I know it's the callers specifically, so stop taking calls from anyone who isn't me. There you go, problem solved. And that includes that blabbermouth from Jersey who doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. God help us. Remember that caller who was talking about earplugs? I mean, if I had to come home to that yammering every day, I would go to every single concert without earplugs just so I would get tinnitus as fast as possible. And then there's those callers who sound like they're trying to get broadcasting jobs or something. I mean, do you sound like that when you're leaving voicemails for your wife? Hello, I am here at the supermarket, and I know you wanted 1% milk, but they only have 2%. I certainly hope that is okay with you, and as always, I will see you at home. Just be a normal caller like me! Well, that's true, Tommy. You got <laughs> uh, to be normal. You can't put on a, a shtick or change your voice. You got to just be normal. I agree, I agree 100%. Alexandra, Tommy, threw down the gauntlet. Uh, I agree 100% with that, Tommy. Threw down the gauntlet. More, more people have to be like you when they call in. And just be total, totally authentic. More people should be like yes, Tommy. 100% authentic. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Oh, that was a fun one, Ian. It was good. You know, you took shots at me. It was fun. Pat, you take everything very, very personally. It's not shots. It's an opinion. It's an opinion we'll on the collecting you, style. The commenters decide. And that's it for this podcast. This it. was a fun one. Um, well, let's see. I got uh, to work on some stuff this week. Game three, Ian. Tomorrow? It's tied 1-1. One, one. Um, tomorrow or is it today? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's, it's, the schedule's awful. This is the only two, uh, game yeah, three. Yeah, it takes two, two and a half well, weeks. The only games, uh, three and four, or there's only one game between, so it's Wednesday, Friday. Then it goes back to Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Mm. So it's like you're barely getting three games in a week, and in a couple weeks you get in two. That's the problem. It's like two and a half weeks. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, um... I think I think the Dubs are going to take it. I think it's going to be six or seven. I'm going to stick with seven because I think um, Tatum's going to go off one game or two, and then then Clay's going to finally remember how to shoot again. Come on, Clay! Come on, do it for Rocco the dog. Do it for your Rocco. Learn how to shoot again. Come on, he's been he's been really bad these first two games. Really bad. So all right, uh, that's it. We'll Bye, see you later. Everyone.